All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So today's topic, connecting to greatness. And are there losers in heaven? You're like, real funny, Wayne. That's real funny. Losers don't go to heaven. Well, let let me talk to you a little bit about that, because in short, I believe that those losers were the fastest and the quickest to adapt today and turn it into a tomorrow that profited them. And this is what ultimately got me thinking about this. Like, look at the greatest athletes. Look at your tech geniuses, your Bezos, your Steve Jobs, your Teslas. Look at the people that you know you never win an argument with. And and what do they have in common? Basically, they took the concept, they took a thing, whatever that thing may be, and they lost. They were a loser. They got hurt. Uh, Because no one does everything well. No one does everything perfect. But what they did was they took that one thing. And if it's Kobe Bryant, oh, my God, I missed that shot from the left side of the rim uh, during this finals. Well, I'm going to shoot that shot 400 times in the gym every every month. So he'll take that moment of weakness, that loss, which. Behind closed doors, you would never know he's working on. And he uses multiplication within that loss, within that thing, to now solidify the outcome the next time he's in that scenario. So, okay, it's the finals, and you've got Kobe, you've got Ray Allen, you've got uh, 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 Reggie Miller, You've got like all these guys that are uh, uh, ice cold in their veins and they've got three point shooting uh, uh, mega status. Uh, Mike Miller, you know, when he played for uh, the Heat with LeBron, you know, you've got these guys that got ice in their veins. And what you don't know is you see them show up and shoot that shot and that 30 percent turns into 50 percent. That 50 percent turns into 80 percent. And then when they become an 80% three-point shooter, all you have to do is get them the ball at the right time. Gold. So why is that? Why is that this guy is connecting to greatness so much better when in reality, he's a loser? If you lost the finals, if you lost that game, if you missed a shot, you're a loser. You lost but they don't stay that way. So this is what really, it really messed me up in thinking about this. And that's why I kind of I had to mess with you all when I say the losers in heaven, because in reality, the people that elevate themselves to the highest places have maybe the best understanding of loss, the best understanding of grieving, the best understanding of pain. Because they want to make sure it never happens again. Not to me, not to my family, and not 500 years from now is it ever going to happen. 
Yeah, they'll go that deep. <laughs> so if, if you'll travel with me a little bit, I'm going to say that the mind, the body, and the soul are ultimately the, the three-pronged trident. If you have a trident, like uh, 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 not Captain America, but uh, Aquaman, like Aquaman or Poseidon, he's got that trident. And in the middle, that longest piece of the trident of, of that fork, that longest piece, that spear to me is the soul, which your mind and your body aren't forever, but your soul is. And that's the longest piece of that spear. Then you have on both sides, on one side, you've got, you know, the mind and the other side, you've got the body, but they're connected together on this trident. Now, let's say, for example, um, I have a goal. Because I believe that these most famous athletes, NASA level intelligence, your tech geniuses, your Warren Buffetts, all they're doing, the only thing they're doing different from each one of us. And this is a working theory, so don't kick me out. This is a working theory. What they're doing is finding that one thing to focus on, just that one thing. And if the one thing is, I just want to make sure I understand people better. That one thing does something different in each person. For a police officer, it might mean fewer arrests and a better territory. For a judge, it might mean um, better sentencing. For a psychologist, it might mean better prescribing or, or better visits. Uh, for a mother or a father, it might mean a, a better understanding of what their children are going through um, when they're being bullied, when they need help with uh, school or work, when they're trying to understand what's going to happen to their bodies as they grow and mature uh, from, from children to adults. You just never know. So if that one thing is I just want to understand people better. It might take you on a path and a road um, to integrating and uh, socializing with people like you've never known before and, and visiting different cultures, exploring different religions, different beliefs and understanding, you know, what is or isn't in a people and, and knowing the truth. But let's say, for example, let, let, let's stick with me on this this one thing theory, just one thing. <sighs> So for that one thing, let's say I just want to make $1,000 selling uh, pies from a recipe that I got from my mom or my grandma. And I just want to make $1,000 from pies this year. So if I want to make $1,000 from pies, then mentally in my mind, so I got mind, body, and soul. In my mind, I need to have, you know, an organization. So I need to have that recipe out in front of me. So the recipe is out in front of me. Okay, now what? Well, I got to go pick up the ingredients. Okay, well, what's my baking schedule? What's my selling schedule? Okay, well, I'm going to stand on the corner and I'm going to sell these pies every Friday when people drive by my house. Mm, okay, well, that worked for a month and I only sold two pies. So I, I need to go to you know get some more product so I can sell some more pies oh, okay, well, the demand has gone up now because of where I visited. I saw somebody selling pies there 
at the farmer's market, so I'm gonna sell more pies there. So location has now changed. So that means you need to get a permit. So you get that permit, sell the pies, you gotta buy more material, um, and you know things are starting to go great. So you got a plan, you put that plan into action, and then you reap the benefits from the, just that one thing. Well, then there's the body. <laughs> so during this time when you're doing all this stuff, it is gonna have an effect on your body. So what that can mean is not just mentally and emotionally, but physically, you're going to be tired. So is this going to take time away from your family? Does this mean you're going to be standing out there in, in different types of weather, cooking, baking, dehydrating? <laughs> like you never know. So it is going to have an effect on your body. Are you going to eat healthy while you're cooking these pies? Are you going to uh, take care of yourself? Are you walking are you taking care of your body? Are you protecting your investment so that you can go sell more pies? Because mm, if you're going out and drinking on Monday night, because, you know, I'm watching the game with my friends, um, don't drink too much or you'll be hung over. Ooh, Taco Tuesday, going out to Taco Tuesday, drinking with the friends. Wednesday, oh, don't we play cards on Wednesday? Mm, drinking with the friends on Wednesday again. New friends. I got card friends. I got football friends. I got Taco Tuesday friends. Well, your body is going to take an effect. It is going to take a hit. So now going back to my one goal of baking pies and making $1,000 is now affected by how I've treated my body. <laughs> so you said you wanted to do a thing, but now you're, you're telling your body, I want to bake hungover not quite so sure, and high calorie pies. So now your motivation isn't quite the same because you're hung over that next day. You've got a job, you've got other things to do, but it, it does affect you. Like you can't tell me it doesn't affect you. That's why Starbucks um, is the mega sale conglomerate that they are now because that coffee does something to you every morning. It picks you up. It lifts you up in a way that you really need it sometimes because you, whether you're a parent or you got two jobs or you, you do pull all nighters and you go out with the friends, you need to be in tip top shape the next morning. So are you buying more coffee now because of the decisions you made in your body because you're adulting? So you got your mind, you got your body, well, those two things are going to affect your soul. So, I mean, that depression is going to send forth and that stress is going to send forth and that anxiety is going to send forth a signal and anxiety and it's going to lurk deep down within. When you go to pray and meditate and realign your chakras and do your Tai Chi and, and people get high and, and drink you're not drinking away your mind. You're not drinking away your body. You're trying to drink away the effects that are now on your soul. Like, please keep in mind, like people will say that people took the suicide uh, uh, is, is like the coward's way out. People don't understand that's not the mind. That's not the body. That's the soul. Because what's the first thing that they associate, you know, you with is the funeral and the, the homecoming and the, the home going and all this stuff. So now my one thing, let's break it down. The soul is the connection that blurs the intangible and tangible world. Um, the soul is where you have peace. 
if you have peace in your mind, that's great. If you have peace in your body, well, that's a plenty of things. A massage, uh, 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 winning a championship, sex, all these things are pleasing to the body. You can have peace. But peace is in the soul. And that soul can go around, stretch on, uh, uh, vibrate through, and, and permeate everything with a frequency. People can just feel it. That's why, like, <laughs> babies and kids, when they don't like somebody, when they're like, oh, oh, I pay attention to that because I'm like, kids are from God. <laughs> so when they say they don't like something or, oh, no, I don't want it, I don't like it, like, I kind of listen when it comes to other people. When it's just like time to eat your dinner, not the same thing. You already know what I mean. But the soul is the strongest component of jerks, of winners, and the wealthy. You're, this is where their mind and body have been put in a place where now it resonates, bounces off, and creates a frequency that not just goes up, but down, but 360, it goes everywhere. So they walk away from a situation feeling, knowing and believing that they can do this thing when just a year previous to this, they could not. If I'm looking at you, I can't see your experiences. If I'm looking at you, I can't see what you're thinking. Now I can see your body, but you'd be fully clothed. I can't really see your scars. I can see how well you're built up, especially if you're wearing a winter coat and it's cold. You can't see all that when you're looking at somebody. You can't see a soul when you're looking at somebody. But I guarantee you, you look at the nature versus nurture argument and you see like out of a family, you got two people out of the home that are having great careers and then one that's not. That's the soul. Like people don't realize that you can argue with me if you want. Believe in God, don't believe in God, whatever you want. But what else is there? If you think of all the planets, of all the universes, that you just walk around this rock and that's it, doesn't that kind of limit science? Energy is neither lost nor gained, but transferred in motion. So I'm not telling you you have to believe in God. You have to believe in heaven or hell. I'm not telling you any of that. But to not believe that we're something more than what you understand on this earth is like the most elementary thing. You don't know all of existence. So how can you know all that is possible? You know? Now, let me let me just drop it down to something that no one ever talks about. And this is like one of the craziest things in the world. And these parallels to me um, really, really made me stop and think. I'm going to put these two groups at the opposing ends of the spectrum and show you how they're treated the same way. You have nerds. Then you have prison inmates. All the intelligence, all the power, all the intuition, all the force, all the wealth, and you got to cage them up. You've got to commoditize them. So what am I saying? You've got these nerdy kids off to the side 
They're gonna play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> probably not gonna wear enough deodorant. They probably, you know, aren't gonna go out with many dates. Um, they're not gonna be known and accepted very well into society. <clears throat> this is clear and, and and evident in so many movies, so many TV shows. I mean, look at Stranger Things. Look at the movies, the nerds. Um, look at Steve Urkel. Uh, watch Big Bang Theory. Like those guys aren't hanging out with the captains of the football team. Um, the 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 cast of Big Bang Theory isn't hanging out with the cast of Twilight. They're not hanging out with the cast of of Avengers. Um, but then again, look 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 at this. I mean, Iron Man is he's got that swag, that drip. Iron Man is the most swaggered. Uh, 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 swaggered coolest nerd you'll probably find and then you have wakanda who is a whole society of just better people in general like what it's like just when you get done with asgard and iron man now you get a whole society full of people that can just own you and everything it's like huh this is possible now because of nerds <laughs> and it's like what are you listening to this podcast on? What are we talking on right now? What are you FaceTime on? The the hovering cars and 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 hologram images that we're going to enjoy in the next 50 years, what are those on? It's technology created by some nerd. You don't even know his name, but you just use it. Oh, that's the new iPhone. No. That's from James. <laughs> like <clears throat> Some dude, and I think it was like a, a black creator, black inventor that invented like one of the first cell phones. But like <clears throat> you're sitting and enjoying these things that a man or a woman built and made and created for fun. And a company comes and snatches the idea away from them. And you look at it and say, it's Apple or it's Google or it's, you know, this company when really it, it might be two or three people that had a hand in making that thing, uh, thing, a team of people. I mean, do you know the compound of chemicals in that paint so that it doesn't uh, uh, choke you out at night? What they had to use to make it safe or in the medical field, the things that you're hooked up to when they put you under that you trust with your life, that you trust that doctor with? Do you know what these things are? <laughs> you don't. You don't know what these things are. That's what I'm saying. Like, take any nerd that's got like a 4.0. He has the power in, in the cliche world. He has the power to sit next to the kid that's bullying him on the football team or basketball team or you know, whatever you want to do, like Cobra Kai or whatever, uh, 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 Breakfast Club. He has the power to go and sit with that kid and get him a 4.0 as well. And and that's the scary thing is a lot of tutors are a lot of times um, just as good at teaching as they are learning it. And they can get that kid uh, uh, A in algebra and A in English. That's a lot of power. Like one kid has the power, like the, the, the football guy has the power to throw the nerdy kid off a bridge into the water and you never see him again. 
the nerd has the power to give the football kid a 4.0 and go anywhere he wants in the country. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Like, think about this. If I'm recruiting a Big Ten quarterback, if I'm recruiting an ACC quarterback, or um, let's just use like Alabama, for example. Everybody loves to worship them, bandwagon fans. If I recruit four quarterbacks to Alabama, to the Florida Gators, to Penn State, if I recruit four quarterbacks to uh, uh, Wake Forest or Notre Dame, if I recruit four quarterbacks, all from different backgrounds of life, white, black, Mexican, Native American, Asian, if I recruit four quarterbacks to any one of these schools at any time with a 4.0, what does that say about that school? How good does that school look now? So we commoditize them and push them down into a funnel where we can't see them. But now on the movie screen, everything that you're seeing is dictated by some nerdy comic book. It's fabulous. So you push them down in a corner and you don't use them until you need something to to sell some more items for a company. (laughs) And then on the other side of the fence, you've got these guys in prison making license plates, for-profit prisons, making all this stuff. You'll never know that they made it, but they're making all this stuff. We didn't know how to deal with them in society. We didn't work with the churches. (laughs) We didn't work with the nonprofits. We didn't work with all these, you know, uh, uh, community-based programs to build up the community and 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 shake hands with the police and work better with everyone so uh forget it throw them in prison let's make some stuff and these guys a lot of people don't realize like a lot of these guys are better football players basketball players than the guys we're looking at in the nba and nfl right now they're better rappers entertainers lawyers like they're better than the people we're seeing on the street right now. And they've been in prison so long that they've had a chance to really just play out their brain, really just let wisdom play out. So <laughs> it just blows my mind that we're all trying to connect to greatness, but we continuously push people off the beam. We think there's only room to walk on one beam And there's three. There's one for me, there's one for you, and then the other guy or woman. So it's crazy. You're like, wow, we are all trying to connect to greatness. And when I said, are there losers in heaven? Like, you really got to stop and think about that. What is the difference between them and you? That person that learned faster that person that learned quicker, that person that got it, like they've got the life you want right now, they locked on. In their mind, they locked on to that one thing. This is what I got to do to sell more pies. And anything that keeps me from having the mindset to develop a good schedule, to execute that good schedule for my products and my profits, and takes away from my time, if, if not from my regular job or my family and my wife, if it's taken away from those top important things, because 
if it's taking time away from your wife, uh, uh, your family and your personal life, then no, it's not good. So that one thing is protected by you already doing the things that matter the most. Your focus. That's what I noticed. The focus to stick to one thing. You acknowledge the hurt, you acknowledge the pain, but you stay locked on to that path. And then with your body, these people are devoted to making sure their body is ready to go in and do what they need to do to succeed. Ah, yeah, that that's enough. Like I've already had two glasses of that scotch, two glasses of that whiskey. I'm going to go home and get some rest. I'm out of here. You know, if you've got something to do the next day or, you know, being that hungover is going to damage your workout schedule or your recovery or, you know, you're not going to make it tomorrow to your meeting. You're done. So your one thing about keeping your body honed and, and, and alive, you got to get a better plan. You got to read some books on this is when to eat this and this is when to eat that. I don't I'm not a big dieter guy, so I just like to. Just make it work, make it fit. So I can just just run that every day. And then with the soul, you can ultimately ask. Is this going to feed my soul or hurt it? Is this going to feed my body or hurt it? Is this going to feed my mind or hurt it? Like I said, this is my working theory from reading books And just being able to watch my friends and family that succeed and watch these entertainers like, you know, entertainers are cute. You know, okay, you want to make music. okay, great. You want to sing. You want to act great. Athletes, a little different. It's a little different because your world is, is, is a little bit more physical in the fact that you already know, you know, football. (laughs) (laughs) being the greatest quarterback and being the greatest actor, a little different. But then when it comes to wealth, stocks, strategy, Warren Buffett, when it comes to intelligence, working for NASA, you know, rebuilding and, and, and setting up, you know, these economic grids of how we're going to live and interact better. It takes a level of focus. You know that. And it has to be done in a way where you acknowledge, okay, people hurt your feelings. You acknowledge, yes, I've been set back in life. But what can I latch on to mentally that will help me stay driven, that will help me stay focused? And as I go toward that thing, as I push for that thing, I'm getting closer to my goal. It's okay to acknowledge the hurt. It's okay to acknowledge the pain. Pain is not weakness leaving the body. I saw that on a a shirt from Marines. Pain is a reminder to let you know you just did something. You just went through something. It's okay to acknowledge that. If you feel it, you feel it. If if you're going to feel pleasure, you're going to feel pain. That's what I'm saying. It's okay to acknowledge that stuff. But don't let that stuff take you off track. Yeah, okay. Let, let's take a quick rest stop, but it's it's a pit stop and we're gonna get back on the road. I got an eight-hour drive. If I sit down and get a hotel that day, 
then it completely derails me from my one goal. I have one goal and nobody cares if I get stopped or not. If my job, my one job is to get to a place so that I can do or execute or display something, nobody cares if I get a flat tire. Nobody cares if I got in a fight with some guys at a rest stop. Nobody cares if, you know, I don't know, I stop and watch a movie. All they care about is that one thing. Did you get to your destination and do your job? So <laughs> just make it simple. And, and that's what I see people doing. Just, just being clear. This millionaire is going to wear the, the same five pairs of jeans, the same five white T-shirts, the same five socks every day. Got a, a Hanes five pack of T-shirts every day. Hanes uh, or whatever five pack of jeans from uh, wherever they got them so every day. Socks every day. They got the, the clothes basically laid out every morning all day to take away decisions. So it's, it's one less decision they have to make. Millionaires do this. Geniuses do this. But here we are. Well, should I wear the maroon cranberry Jordans or should I wear the, the black penny loafers? Should I wear this shirt with this tie um, or should I, you know, get this cologne and, you know, this this handkerchief? You know, it's OK if these things are great. But when you start to see that you have a winning mindset and a winning mentality and it's starting to work together then you're looking at me like, why ain't I get it? These people, the, the losers in heaven, these people learn how to lose the trash quick and gain the real things in life fast. And that's that's another thing I think I picked up off of Warren Buffett. Um, the difference between winners and losers isn't that they... Um, it's not about really winning and about quitting. They just know how to drop trash faster. They know how to detail and learn from a thing faster where they're just like, wow, this is a trash relationship. Or this is trash timing. This is going to eat my time. I don't need this. So that's that, that's like one of the main differences that was pointed out as a wealth strategy is I got to drop this. This is a trash. Um, this is a time eater. I got to drop this person because they're trash. They're a time eater or they're going to keep me from getting to my goal. So don't stay down. You know, don't stay down. That's the ultimate difference. These people on top, this one percent. These great performers, singers, songwriters, dancers, actors, NASA level intelligence, um, the, the high IQ, all of this, they don't sit down for too long. They have their three day pity party. Hello, is it me you're looking for? And they're like, yes, success. That is you I'm looking for. I am looking for you. Why am I struggling to find you? So they take a moment, take, sit themselves down. How do I get this? How do I get this? How do I get this? I want this. I want this. I want this. And what people don't realize is that God, the universe, your frequency, your energy 
It all has an effect on things. Nothing in this earth, nothing on this planet that was man-made got there without a thought. Everything that you enjoy, everything that you love that you're using right now or that you ate came from a woman's thought or a man's thought. Similar to you can't see the baby inside the woman, (laughs) but she's pregnant. And nine months later, that baby's coming out. And, and, and like, like, please stay with me in this. Like, please be mature. I'm just going to drop it on you like this and let's think about it. Sex is so uh, uh, physical and mental to us. It, it is a soulful thing. You can get in somebody's soul with sex. Ask me if I'm lying. Ask me if that divorce court got to your soul. Sex can be so mental to where men aren't even erect, doing anything at all, a picture comes across uh, social media or they hear a song. And in that song, that man is sexually with a woman. Now, of course, it's his wife. (laughs) He's sexually with his wife, but if he's not with his wife in his sexual thought and in his mind, look at where he travels. So without even being in front of a woman, fully clothed, he is sexually somewhere with a woman or until he knows that woman, it's just randomly in his mind, this this home of sex. It's like a couch, a bed. It's like a sex room, a sex home, a sex land. And once a woman is in that and is invited into it, now she lives there. It is her domain forever. So when a woman is attached to that song, that man will never get away from her. Like she owns his whole thought. You you can't even erase it. It's like you got to do witchcraft to get rid of it. (laughs) But what I'm saying, though, is sex is so mental. You can walk around with it on your mind. Nobody even has to touch you. It's so mental. But then once you let that mind, once you let it drop and it gets into your body, it runs down the brain, the central nervous system. You breathe a little bit different. Your lips feel a little bit different. Your eyes look a little bit different. You start smelling those pheromones, those things you didn't know you could smell. And that's what I'm saying. Look at how this one thing is so aligned and so strong and powerful with sex. It's the same exact recipe for success. You have a thought. And because of that music or that image, you lock on to a feeling. You lock on to a feeling and you want the reality. And with that person in front of you, You all agree to meet in the middle and create one of the most beautiful things that we could ever partake in. And if you have children, beautiful. If it's a bonding moment, you're bonding. So it's just something to think about you all. I won't go any deeper because you probably already went there. But you got to stay on that one thing. You've got to be focused, focused beyond focus, sight beyond sight. 
on that thing. Because to me, that's what I'm starting to see that people lock on to. All right, you all. I love you all. I hope you love me back. Um, Please like, love, and share these messages. Peace and love. I love you all. I hope you love me back. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon.